The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 13th chapter. Jesus put before the crowds another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed some weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered them, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. And then Jesus left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him saying, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds of the, are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone with ears listen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. When my son Trigvi was 10 years old, he went on his first fishing trip to Lake of the Woods in northern Minnesota. Up until then, he had only fished the waters of some local lakes, and the two lakes where his grandparents spent their summers. At a young age, he became quite accomplished at catching panfish from the dock and from the boat. As a young child, his experience was simply bait hook, drop line in the water, catch fish, reel in, and repeat. This usually occurred at a pretty fast rate and, as a result, held his attention much longer than most things. So when I asked if he would like to go walleye fishing, he was incredibly enthusiastic. However, that excitement, that enthusiasm, would change once we started fishing. You see, up until this point in his life, he was accustomed to catching fish with little time to think of anything else. Instant gratification. So you can imagine his disappointment as he watched others in our boat catching fish when only he had caught the bottom of the lake multiple times. Early in the afternoon, 
frustration set in. He assertively put down his rod and said simply, I'm done. Shortly thereafter, I talked to him about how walleye fishing was different than what he had experienced before, that there was always the element of uncertainty. It's fishing, not catching. Sometimes you get skunked. Sometimes it just takes time. Sometimes it not only takes patience, but it tests our patience too. Now, in case you're wondering, he eventually put his line back in the water and ended up catching a beautiful 28-inch walleye. Patience paid off. In a world of instant gratification, patience is hard for us to comprehend. Because of our on-demand culture encourages it or has even come to expect it. Rush delivery is no longer the exception. It is the norm. With online ordering, products that would have taken weeks to arrive from the manufacturer in the past appear on our doorstep in less than 24 hours or just a few days. Yes, it is nice being able to get things so quickly today, but sometimes this mindset gets in the way of reality. Not everything can be or should be rushed. And yet, that is how we often live. So today, Jesus comes alongside of us and shares the parable of the weeds among the wheat. And in this parable, like all parables, we are given a glimpse into the breadth and depth of the kingdom of God. In this parable, we are reminded that the world in that we live is filled with beauty and wonder, but hurt and cruelty too. We are reminded that the world is filled with light and darkness, good and evil. We are reminded that the wheat and the weeds are often found in each other's company, sometimes difficult to tell the difference. When we hear stories like the one today, our human nature is to try to identify with one of the characters or one of the objects usually the one that we believe presents us in the best possible light. So it is easy then to fall into an us versus them mentality. I am, we are the wheat that will one day be harvested and gathered into God's barn while others are the weeds. All those other people that will be one day gathered up and burned. However, if we are honest with ourselves and with one another, we understand that the truth is the wheat and the weeds reside within each of us. Just think of those closest to you. Think of your relationships, think of your friendships, think of your families, your parents, your siblings, your spouse, 
your children, your neighbor, your classmates and teammates, each and every one of us has the potential of causing deep pain as well as great joy. And I know that there are those of you here today who have experienced both firsthand, the wheat and the weeds, the joyful and the heartbreaking. In our story, the sower planted good seeds, and now there were weeds among them. But the good news here is that the sower is not eager to rush and tear them out, knowing by doing so that more harm than good would come from it, as the healthy and mature wheat would be plucked too. Instead, the sower is incredibly patient. The sower is humble and waits and waits some more until the day of harvest. It is no surprise that we are imperfect people living in an imperfect world where we are rushing in many and various ways, where we are tempted to move too fast and too carelessly. Think about it. We rarely take time to fully listen to one another to listen, to understand, and not to judge. We often focus on others' weeds without recognizing or acknowledging our own. We focus on our differences more than what we have in common. We choose conflict, perpetuating salacious rumors over healing and reconciliation. We tear each other down instead of building one another up. All of these behaviors and so many more that get in the way and stand in complete contrast to who God calls and intends you and me to be. And yet, in the midst of all of our weeds, God waits and wait some more. God is patient with you and me. God is the exact opposite of our rushed, reactive, and imperfect world. And in the end, it is God, not you, not me, who will sort everything out. In today's parable, we see God's love for you and me and the whole world. We see the very breadth and depth of God's patience, love, forgiveness, and grace. We see a God who is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And because of who God is, there is always hope. There is always a new day. For God meets us in the here and now and walks with us into a future, a future of life everlasting. If you look around or imagine all the people worshiping with you today, you can understand that we all come to this place 
with different experiences. Different challenges, different pains, and yes, different joys. Wherever you are in that walk, know that God is always reaching out to you with the gift of patience, acceptance, compassion, forgiveness, and unconditional love. And remember, beneath our differences is a life-giving commonality and that we are each a beloved child of God. So friends, live in the knowledge that God is indeed the author and sower of life. Use your calling to better the world and to better those around you. Use your calling to plant and grow wheat. And live knowing that when you stumble or fall into the weeds, that God is there too. That God is reaching out to you with arms of love, grace, patience, forgiveness, and life eternal. In his letters and papers from prison, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said it like this. Let's read it together. In me there is darkness, but with you there is light. I am lonely, but you do not leave me. I am feeble in heart, but with you there is help. I am restless, but with you there is peace. In me there is bitterness, but with you there is patience. I do not understand your ways, but you know the way for me. Let it be so. Amen.